Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. It is greatly appreciated. Everyone out there listening in from wherever, whenever you're listening to this, uh, we appreciate everyone for giving us your time and you know some of your energy to tune in and maybe check out some of our social media platforms, pretty much anything. Uh, just look up Tea Time Reports from TikTok to Instagram. Um, as well as maybe checking out our YouTube channel that we're trying to grow, get better at, and better with in general. Um, Again, any constructive criticism is greatly appreciated, but the support is always welcome, quite clearly. Um, But moving on to what this episode is about, this is something kind of a little bit different. I've done some reviews on some of these little series here and there, but this is a Netflix-exclusive series called Skull Island. Um, A really fun watch for me. I know there's probably going to be a season two, Um, But in the first season, which consisted of eight episodes, um, bear with me while I get the Rotten Tomatoes pulled up, Um, but it was fun, you know, the art was good, Um, it's like the background art, in my opinion, it kind of gave me Cartoon Network vibes with the characters and some of the overall, just overall artwork. But according to Rotten Tomato, it has an 82%. The audience gave it an 81%. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I'm kind of on point with that as well. Um, like I said, eight episodes, kind of a short, smaller um, season. But the cool thing about this show is that it goes so in-depth into not just um, King Kong's backstory um, and more lore on him, but... Just the island, Skull Island in general, it's a mysterious place and there's a theory that the the world is like Hollow Earth and the monsters um, in this theory that come up from Hollow Earth, actually, that's like the gateway. This island is the gateway from this monster world or monster verse, which we're now getting plenty of live action shows and movies from with the Godzilla show to all the Godzilla and Kong movies that we've gotten over the past six, seven years since the initiation or the, I guess, the the kickoff in 2014 with Godzilla, which I have done a review on this podcast before. So if you want, make sure you just go back and try and find it if you would like to. It's a kind of far back in there. We're, We're episodes in, if you will. Um, we're going to try and get a lot of this content, at least the stuff that we like, um, up on the YouTube channel. So that's why, that way it's more accessible to everyone out there. But like I was talking about, um, this show has its ups and downs with some of just overall the writing. Um, in my opinion, it's a little corny here and there. It's definitely um, got its moments where you're like, oh, this is not a kid show. But still, it's kind of like oddly kind of catering to kids in some of the moments. But very gory, really cool to see some of these other creatures and monsters that King Kong had to coincide with and live with and battle. Um, we get the first look at the giant um, octopus or squid, if you will, um, this giant monster that had crab arms, a really cool end battle scene between Kong and that uh, that monster. But pretty much what I gathered from this first season is a lot of the human characters got there on accident, obviously. Um, but genuinely, it showcased that Kong has kind of been trapped on land for a while, and the squid has been challenging him, throwing big-ass whales over the island, crashing down on his temple, um, literally doing anything he can to provoke a fight, but Kong always backed down, and we didn't realize why, but it gave us a little flashback. This squid actually annihilated the human village 
probably hundreds of years prior to these events and um, killed a girl he genuinely was very close to, a friend, someone that understood him and actually gave a fuck about him. And he always had like this little necklace that she had and uh, the squid killed her and her whole people. And ever since then, he's kind of just backed down from that challenge. But, you know, it showed some of like the, uh, I forget what they, they're called in the Kong Skull Island movie, but like the Skull Crushers or something, those like lizard things coming from underground, they showed those, they showed some of the giant spiders, they showed some really cool monsters in this. Um, they showed the aspect of the island that you wouldn't really see in the movies because they wouldn't really take the time. Um, and they kind of go in depth on like monster hunting with some of these kind of characters in a sense. And um, it's a good, fun show. Uh, we follow Charlie, Mike, um, the two young guys who run into Annie, who's this adventurous, like Tarzan female type character who has a giant man eating dog as her best friend. Pretty cool. Um, Cap is Charlie's dad, if I'm not mistaken. And it's he is a, he's a pretty cool character, kind of badass when you don't expect him to be because he's kind of a quiet guy. But he has seen a monster before, and what initiated his love for monster hunting was he saw a phenomena while he was just out fishing. He saw a giant monster that was illuminescent and colorful, and it just it, it captivated him. He didn't want to not go and look for things like that, you know, like mysteries in the sea. Um, and this island is definitely a big mystery, but obviously there's some, you know, dialogue here and there between, you know, people getting betrayed and backstabbed, but overall the characters, the humans have to really work together. There's really no, you know, deal ending or deal breaking drama between the human characters, in my opinion. Nothing that's really going to be like, oh shit. It's really just like, you get to immerse yourself into this world of massive monsters, huge, huge beaches with, like, if you step on the sands, and this is kind of like, I guess in the opening couple episodes, I can't remember which uh, episode, I feel like it was number two, um, where they have to gut, they have to like, pretty much, I'm not trying to spoil it, but their ship sinks, or gets taken down by this giant squid, and they have to get up this beach to this tree line, but every time you step on the sand, these massive crabs come up and try and kill you. There's also rocks that are, like, made of pure diamond on the inside. It captivates humans and prey because it looks so beautiful, but if you look up, it's a giant rock insect. Really cool designs on some of these uh, creatures, and um, it was it was a, it was an adventure. You know, that I'll, I'll give it that. It was very... It wasn't set in one space. It was very loose with the story, trying to feed off of the Kong backstory, but also keeping him in kind of the background in a sense, um, which I actually enjoyed. You didn't really get to see a lot of him until the final four episodes. It's kind of building up to that. Um, and we get to see more of Kong's temple. We get to see some of the, the throwbacks to the 2004 Kong movie, to the Skull Island Kong movie. A lot of really cool things, especially if you're into these types of movies where it's definitely whack as fuck, but the story and characters are badass and they're just trying to get to the bottom of a mystery that humans shouldn't really be fucking with. And these monsters, you know, tend to show why left and right. Um, there's definitely some moments where, like, some of the soldiers will just get annihilated by, a you know, a monster. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, because I'm like, I didn't expect that, you know, 
because it does give off that Ben 10 animation style vibe, and I'm not trying to shit on Ben 10, but, you know, when you're talking about Kong, that's a violent subject. So it was a little bit weird seeing that kind of aspect to it, but they did it well. You know, they did show the blood, they showed Mike had an injury in his chest and he got infected, they showed the sickness, and eight episodes, I wish it was a little longer to give us some more depth and development on the characters, especially with how they left the cliffhanger. Uh, we're definitely going to be following, following Annie, she's got to find Dog and Charlie and Mike and the islands again and find her freedom, because she is kind of a wild one, if you will. Uh, you'll see what I mean. She inadvertently, the opening scene, probably kills hundreds of mercenaries and nearly shim uh, nearly sinks a ship. So that was pretty cool to see that aspect to it. But it, it's almost really, more than anything, this, is this first season was a build-up season, but also like full of nostalgia from the old, the, the movies in a sense. And just trying to bring that into the show was actually, in my opinion, really smart because that's how you bring the fan base with you. Um, especially with all these movies coming out with Kong and Godzilla. They're trying to immerse everyone into this uh, monster-verse and trying to build up different monsters and looks and stories. And this is a great way to do it with an animated series based on Kong. I mean, I'd like to see... I'm sure there's plenty of you know, animated series and short series and tons of movies on Godzilla and King Kong and all that good stuff, but... You know, when you're able to see it kind of properly done, used to connect storylines, connect different movies, and bring the fans to, to something that they can genuinely enjoy and be like, oh shit, I remember that um, endless hole by Kong's Temple where all the guys fell down and got eaten by bugs, and they say if you go down there, you get sick and disappear. Like, it's just cool. You get to see all the backstory. You get to meet some of the humans on the island that have been there for a long time. Um... I'm just excited to see what they do with the second season. Uh, it was overall, in my opinion, this first season. Going from episode one, titled Maritime Pilot. Number two, the last blank space on the map. What's up, Croc, at episode three. Breakfast fit for a Kong, episode four. Dog gun it, <laughs> episode five. Terms of endearment, episode six. You're not a king, episode seven. Um, episode 8 is, you'll never catch a monkey that way. And honestly, they have to sadly do what everyone throughout every initial Kong installment has done, and try and use him for their own benefit. They were trying to escape the island, and no chopper or ship could come near it without the giant squid just destroying it because he was kind of a blockade of the island. So they had to draw Kong out of his temple using that girl's brace uh, necklace that he, you know, cherished, probably for hundreds of fucking years, to get him to come out of the temple, come down to the beach, and fight this thing once and for all. And that battle was not disappointing. A little shorter than I expected, and a little bit of a tease here and there with like they ended it once, and then like the squid came back, and it's like, ah, oh, come on, he destroyed it. He should not have been alive. End it there. Wrap that fight up and. You know, you have more screen time to put it, put it towards something else, you know. But overall, I thought the animation was very solid for something that looks the way it does. Um, there were some really nice shots in this show, though. Really beautiful drawings. Uh, again, with some of the background, it's, it's really special to see shows kind of captivate you in that artistic sense. The artistic value of it being potentially higher than the actual content. It's... 
it, it's something that didn't really occur to me in this show because again it gave me that cartoon network vibe with some of the character animations but again the background illustrations were great kong i love his design really cool um really i enjoyed the designs of of all the the sprites and cosmetics of all the the monsters and stuff i really think the creativity is endless with you know with this particular universe this particular franchise and i'm glad that we're starting to see an approach to it that could actually build a foundation for some of these massive iconic monsters and iconic characters as well i mean i don't know if anyone really remembers the first kong um not really the first kong but the o4 kong with kate winslet uh definitely a dark toned film and then you get into Kong Skull Island, where that's more, it's more about the fire, you know, not maybe literally, but also kind of literally with the explosions, the, the, the grand scale of some of these monsters, the isolation through the jungle, kind of a Vietnam-esque monster movie in, in, in a weird way. Um, with the Vietnam War going on, or just ending, and then the vibes of the, the military aspect, the machines, the weapons, the terminology, the, just overall the cosmetic looks of the characters, and then Samuel L. Jackson getting that revenge, wanting that revenge for his men, and then you get something like this, another installment on Kong, where it's these humans have just, you know, fucked up, kind of crashed on, and crash in a sense, kind of crashed upon the shores of Skull Island, due to their own naiveness and their own foolishness, but at the same time, Kong doesn't even acknowledge them. And when he does, it's typically like a short glance and he'll look for you to bow at him, which we got to see that in the show. Like, the more king aspect of Kong, seeing him, like, in a sense, rule his land until this giant squid came along, took his friend and the balance of humans on the island... And set off, I guess, a, in a sense, a, a depression trend for Kong, where he was just kind of eating and chilling in his temple, looking at the necklace and just kind of reminiscing and thinking. And it was kind of beautiful. And it actually was in its own way. It really showcased that, you know, Kong not only has a lot on his plate with managing this massive island full of these creatures that need to be either kept underground in the hollow earth or legitimately, you know, he needs to maintain the island, keep humans from destroying it or finding out things maybe they don't need to find out. But it's really not that elaborate to the point, you know, in the first, in the 2004 Kong, he was kind of just a wild animal and he kind of broke through and found, oh, Kate Winslet, I like her. And then he gets, you know, the whole story there. And then in Kong Skull Island, it's more of, you get to see more of, like, the King Kong that you know in the name. You know, he is King. And it's just cool to see it drawn out even more in this series. And I thought it was done very well. I mean, there was some things, and like I said, it's not a perfect show. It's not a perfect season. But it is a very nice start to something. I don't know how far it's going to go, if any further at all. They did leave us with a cliffhanger a little bit, so I do expect more seasons to arrive but i am a little skeptical on the the ability for some of these characters to actually carry the show when it's not completely predicated on king kong or the monsters for that matter because they didn't do too much building up of some of these characters charlie yeah he wants to go to college he doesn't really want to be an explorer 
Mike wants to sail the seas the rest of his life. Annie is kind of a wild, a wild card. She has her own island and a man-eating dog and a very rich mother. And um, her father, Annie's story is very sad. Um, her and her father shipwrecked on Skull Island or an island adjacent. And the father dog of the dog that's her best friend wound up pretty much mauling her dad to death. And they, she, as a young child, and the puppy of that mother or father big dog um, were alone together having to kind of survive and eat and kind of work together. And they just developed a bond that was inseparable. And it was kind of cool to see that. But um, the big thing about this show, in my opinion, besides the backstory on King Kong, besides more information on Skull Island, I think it's mainly the aspect of adventure that I really enjoyed about this show. They made that perspective of it very interesting, in my opinion. Like, imagine just being thrusted into an island that has massive man-eating crabs and rocks that turn into insects and giant birds that'll scoop you up and take you away for dinner. Or, or, or a, a giant fucking ape that is the size of a, a fucking massive building, you know? Like, it's one of those things. I mean, you see the scale of the new Kong in the movies. He is, he is massive. Like, Godzilla is even bigger. But, I mean, it's one of those things where I think that if they do do a second season, or maybe when they do a second season, they genuinely should... I think, in my opinion, try and build up Annie's character even more. Um, she was definitely a big reason why I liked the show. Is just because she you, she's unpredictable. You don't know what she's going to do. She's very loose and um, genuinely kind of fluid with everything. You know, like she'll just go with the flow. Um, and it's really interesting to see that in this because you normally see that out of the monsters or the animals, and to see a human kind of act in a sense, the way they do. And Storm, you know, she heard me say that. She, uh, I don't know if you guys heard that bark, but uh, she said hello. Um, getting back to what I was saying, sorry, Stormy, for, for sh calling you out there. <laughs> Stormy is our family black lab, by the way. She's she is a, uh, a failed southeastern guide dog. She's afraid of her own shadow. So if you imagine her in the Godzilla universe or the King Kong universe... A black lab that doesn't even like to get into water, I don't think would do very well in a situation like this. I would do everything I can to protect her, though. But <laughs> moving forward to, I think I gave my rating already, but I would give it an 8.5 out of 10. Season 1 was good. Uh, you know what? Nah, that's too generous. There were there some issues with it here and there. Again, with the artwork style of the characters, I don't really think I'm a fan of it. But I will say the writing here and there for the actual plot was good, but some of the actual character dialogue was a little eh, meaningless. Kind of like they were speaking air in a sense, but I'm going to give this first season of Skull Island a 7.5 out of 10. Um, I think that's a fair grade. It was very enjoyable, fun watch, 25-minute episodes, really easy, kind of just sit through, nothing that just kind of like, ah, I'm bored. You know, it's not boring. It's very... You know, it's a roller coaster ride. You gotta just enjoy the show and the ride um, of just the crazy monsters, this crazy island, these idiot humans that really shouldn't be there. Um, and just honestly, just the aspect of adventure is the thing that I think we can all get behind going and finding something new and 
crazy, a new frontier of sorts, something you can't replace or, you know, kind of find elsewhere. You know, that's the special thing about this particular, you know, franchise, in my opinion, is because it's breaking a boundary. It's breaking something that we know exists. Like, we know big apes exist. We know gorillas exist. But, like, taking this and then taking a scientific exploration and explanations as well to dive into actual, like, cause and effects of, like, Hollow Earth. And this is one of the most developed franchises of all time with some of the most iconic characters and monsters of all time. And you gotta really just appreciate it for what it is. Take it with a grain of salt, obviously, but you could find a lot to enjoy. Um, and I, I really think everyone out there, if you have not checked this out, make sure you do. It's on Netflix. It's only an eight-episode um, season, and I don't know when the second one's coming out. I haven't heard or read anything regarding that, but hopefully soon. Hopefully it's not a one-off type deal, but it might be. With Netflix doing whatever they want, they can put one season on the shelf and then put two on the back burner and, you know, maybe never release them or release them in five years. Who knows? That's the crazy thing about this, these streaming platforms is that we kind of have to wait on their timeline. So, it's a little frustrating sometimes, especially when you don't get those immediate answers where, every, you know, we live in a day and age where instant gratification, things at our fingertips, we're so used to it, you know, and back in the day on cable, you would know, okay, next week's a new episode. Now it's like, okay, is it two? Is it three years? Is it four? When, you know? I would hope to see this in the next year, maybe two. Um, but again, definitely giving this a 7.5 out of 10. Definitely worth a watch if you're into King Kong, if you're into these monster-verse movies. Definitely check out this show. And definitely make sure you guys check out the rest of the episodes on the podcast. If you're into sports, film, music, whatever, we cover a lot of it, and we try to at least. Um, especially if you're a new listener, we kind of cover the grand spectrum of things. Make sure you check out our Instagram, TikTok, threads, Twitter, slash X, at Tea Time Reports. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Uh, Tea Time Reports. We have uh, some videos going up on there and some of our former um, podcast episodes that aren't getting deleted from the podcast. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. They're just being reposted onto the YouTube, you know, with a date and everything. So you guys, if you haven't listened to them already, just make sure you go check them out. They're on YouTube. We're going to hopefully have some more ballad episodes, some more interview episodes going on up there. And make sure this week you stay tuned for our NFL Week 13 recap and power rankings episode only on YouTube. We will not be doing those episodes on the podcast weekly anymore we will still do team coverage and you know fun little episodes like that but for the most part we will be keeping those chunky episodes on youtube so we can do it face to face with y'all we uh screen record our discord chat so it's a little you know more interactive with everyone out there so definitely show some love on there and you know stay tuned this is trevor with tea time reports check out skull island that exclusive netflix series please do everyone out there stay awake and stay safe. Peace.